0: Sessions, my special series. Sort of putting it at to an end this today for the time being. Not a permanent end. I'll probably explain that a little bit later, but I got the art with Mel already. I don't know if that's Mel or Dedrian, <laughs> It's probably Dedrian, but whoever it is, thanks for joining right off the rip. And I'm just coming in. I ain't necessarily hot right now because I ain't got too much to talk about. I'm kind of, today was a slow day. I didn't, unlike the rest of the week, I didn't even go out or anything. Oh, it is you, man. Okay. Appreciate it. But yeah, I didn't, I haven't even been out the house today. And it should, you know, looking outside it has been like a dreary day. You know, I'm sure a lot is still going on out in the streets. But I can't speak to it like I may have uh, the past few days. But, uh, yeah, being that this is the end of the week and the end of this week of shows, uh, you know, checkups or whatever you want to call this that I'm doing, you know, I just, you know, I'd like to hear from you guys as much as, you know, you hear from me today. Because, like I said, I don't have much to talk. I even have a brew. That's how much I'm interested in talking. I'd rather, I'd rather be able to kill this down a little bit and hear from y'all. But uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens over the next hour. I do guess, I guess I could go into some stuff, and pr- primarily maybe just wondering about how this weekend is going to go, as opposed to last weekend and what. What events may transpire this weekend, what they may say about the the efforts that are being made to, uh, you know, to really make things better. You know, um, I would imagine that we're not going to really have as crazy a weekend this weekend as we had across the country, you know, with protests and stuff. There may be still some hot spots there, here and there, but, you know. I, last week it was was a trip man it was something that we're probably going to talk about a lot in our future as as these flashpoints you know these specific flashpoints where you know change had to be enacted and where we found that out you know as a, as a people i think that's what happened last week you know this week is just the follow up i think a lot of what we see this week at least what i'm seeing around here in chicago i think a lot of people are just still very energized and mobilized about helping getting getting into the streets and helping people you know or just letting themselves be heard marching you know doing uh you know doing uh you know various i acts of you know food drives, whatever, clothing drives, whatever, stuff to help people out. You know, Mel brings up something here. You know, something crazy could still happen with Brianna's killer still being out. Yeah. I mean Louisville, like I said, a couple spots are still pretty hot and Louisville seems to be one of them. And uh, you know, Brianna Taylor, you know, that's like say just such a heartbreaking um you know, heartbreaking uh, occurrence there, and some, something that predated, of course, George Floyd, and you know, it, it should it, it it's, it's something that should have got as, as much attention as George Floyd off the rip. But uh, part of it, part of the thing with her was, of course, it, it wasn't being, uh, it wasn't an instance that had got filmed on camera at all, but. If you, you know, we don't, we know all the details and stuff about the cops running in and stuff. And you no, know, it was just a, a very clear sense of injustice with that case, just as with anything else that we've seen in recent times. So, definitely, Breonna Taylor and her, her birthday apparently is today, too. So, a lot of people have her on the mind and may be feeling emotional with her uh, regarding her and her story. So, you know, uh, definitely shout out to everybody in Louisville, holding it down, fighting, you know, wish y'all the best and hope y'all uh, stay safe and, uh, you know, there's not anything tragic that comes about from uh, from there from what they do this weekend. You know, definitely justice for her, justice for George Floyd, for, uh, you know, brother down – I keep getting this name, brother down in Georgia, you know uh, – Yes, those are the three the three main stories right now, and you know we I think we all got to put a equal pressure on all of those uh, you know those municipalities, those prosecutors involved with each you know those communities they gotta they gotta know that we got our back that we got their back and enforce um, justice to come out of those stories. But uh, yeah, like I said, I just. Wonder about how this weekend is going to go overall in the country, and um, I I think I'm I'm cautiously optimistic about Chicago. I think people are in for the most part in the mind of rebuilding things and helping out, and we don't know how long that uh, that mind state is going to stay with the people. Uh, You know, is, is it going to stay throughout the summer? Is it going to stay indefinitely? I don't know. But right now it seems like people are, are really priding themselves in helping out others and uh making their thoughts known about the the corrupt system and the violent system and how it's you know it's got to stop lashing out against against black people'cause it could lash out and and, def- and destroy us it could destroy everyone and we always we you know for whatever reason we always had to be on the front lines with these battles for America to to be better, but uh, and maybe that's a destiny thing, you know. Maybe that's just what we were meant to be here for in some way, you know. But it's rough. It's it's hard to have to bear that brunt and to have to always be the one shouting fire in the theater, you know. People to people's hear it enough times and they think you lie, but you know, you know there's something really is burning out there, and people don't know. People act like they don't want to know until, you know the flames lick at their skin and they feel that heat. You know what I mean? So like I said, well, this is God. This is how it is with with us, man. We gotta, we gotta keep screaming. Gotta keep letting let things be known when we see them. And you know, video record even. You know, I don't. You know, some people say, I. You know, I don't know. It's it's. So so people say you got to even be physical with these cops, you know. I I thank God I've never been in that situation where I've had you know to ask myself do I do I really need to physically intervene with some with a brother getting or a sister getting hemmed up by the cops or even being assaulted, you know. But uh, you know, it's 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 a trip, man, the way the the things that we just got to think about and, and, you know, the situations that we got to ready ourselves for in our minds because you never know when something like that could happen. It's more likely to happen to us. You got to, I say, thank you. If it don't happen, you just got to thank God that it don't happen and hope that that protection uh, continues, you know, that uh, continues in your life. But it can always happen. It's always around around the corner something could happen that could change your life. I think I said that towards the beginning of at the beginning of this week just think you know reflecting on instances of people I've known who died by the at the hands of police under police supervision. And those people I know didn't they I don't, I don't know if they had a bad feeling that day or not but they couldn't have gone into those days that they had thinking that uh that's how their day was going to end that their life was going to end at that point you know nobody nobody feels that way nobody wants to have to feel that way when they walk out you know from day to day you know just stepping out the house yeah no that's that's just what i gotta say about that i don't know anybody want to join in like i said let's get mail on if he uh if he's willing. Let's see, I want to hit this brew a little bit. (laughs) Yo. Man, what's happening, brother? What's
1: good, man? What's going on?
0: Man, I'm good, man. You know, like I said, I'm just chilling. I'm kind of trying to ease my way into the weekend, so. I'm, yeah, g- I'm glad yeah. you're. I'm glad you're all yeah. and willing to talk, man. If you got anything on your mind, just just let it off.
1: Man, the only thing that's on my mind right now, obviously, everybody's thinking about everything that's going on, but it's it's just more so how unfortunate it is that today is Brianna's birthday yeah. and we have to celebrate it this way, and it has to be celebrated this way. It's just really really messed up in my opinion it's really sad and it's like it's heartbreaking so going into this weekend and reflecting on everything that you were saying I'm just I'm not holding my breath to be like man I don't think nothing's gonna happen because I do think that there's still like you said before hot spots where people still have the energy still feel it and want to be able
0: Yeah, the whole abolish the police thing for me—I mean, this is a, it's a—it's a good sentiment, and it it's something that I—I—I I, I fully understand why people feel that way. My my whole thing is that we're already like in a close to, you know, post-apocalyptic situation. I think you know, abolishing the police is the sort of thing you get in a movie like Escape from New York or something, where you know, <laughs> the whole society. Society's just gone to shit and and nobody gives a fuck anymore. And the police the police ain't doing nothing. So we got this this secret police that the that the rich folk have have all uh you know that are being backed by the Illuminati or some shit. And they don't care nothing. They don't care, they don't have no rules. So it's like we we think the police are bad now. Wait till wait till the rich folks secret police. Gets established, and they, and all the only thing they have to do is protect the rich folks and their property, and they don't give a fuck about yeah. anything else. But no, nah, but yeah, but but like you say, it is important that we have from step to step an, an idea about how we at least going to reform the police and the way that they, you know, uh, go about their business. I think there should be less police with guns. There should be less police with certainly with automatic guns and with military grade weaponry we don't yeah. we don't need a military presence in our communities from you know from day to day these there's communities where the military are straight up uh, they they're outfitted better than they would be in Afghanistan man or yeah. or 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 Syria or some shit it's like yeah. you you're doing that on the south side of chicago or you know no you doing that in, in south central la or you no know, brooklyn you know why are you why are y'all out there like this man and 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 wonder why the people react to y'all in a certain way i spoke to this yesterday talking about the game mentality that a lot of police yeah. have and the way that and they a lot, of, a, lot of, a lot of people out there have, hold, yeah. on, hold on that, Kyle? this device is
1: dying. let me
0: hop on my i right back in, okay? okay no problem the way that the police present themselves as i just keep going as a uh, as Mel gets set up, resets himself. But yeah, it's, it's, the police cannot continue the way that they have been because we don't want or need that from them. We need them to be uh, unbiased, you know, uh, uh, level headed as much as anything force of peace. That's, That's the term, peace officers. They're not wartime officers. We're not in. We're not supposed to be in war, in in this country unless it's being declared upon us by a foreign entity. No, the way the police act, they act as if black people and and poor people are foreign entity that they need to declare war on every day, and that's just not the that's the way it should be. No, not at all. Not at all. should never be a world where you have the military being called in on citizens or you have, like, rubber bullets being shot at people or even, like, the old man that got knocked on the ground yesterday. So yeah, why is any... Why a 70-year-old any old man. man. Was bringing, he was bringing them the helmet back. And it's yeah. like he's
1: bringing you your helmet and you still are causing issues. In no way, should perform. form, should any of that be happening. I'll take it even a step further and say, like, similar to how police shouldn't have certain guns Regular citizens shouldn't either. Like, I shouldn't see mm. these videos or pictures of people that are out saying, oh, okay, whether that's in Indiana or whether that's here, whether that's the, I'm, I'm in Indiana because that's the one place that I've seen it, where uh, you see a bunch of people lined up and they have, like, different types of AKs and whatnot ready to defend or you see people walking through the streets with bats and whatnot ready
0: to go against yeah. protesters. And it's like, we shouldn't, there shouldn't be anything that should be allowed to happen and the fact that we're here right now really should take <clears throat> excuse me, the fact that we're here right now should really mean that some people need to take a step back and really evaluate what's going on I saw something on Twitter that was uh, super hilarious that you can get all these people that watch Star Wars and understand yo the resistance, the resistance <laughs> that was happening in real life people like nah I'll go sit down somewhere like I'm trying to go back outside like chill it's like wow. oh, it's, it's the same thing that we're going for so I definitely understand what you mean yeah, that's. I'm glad you mentioned Star Wars. I saw. I haven't read the article yet. I just saved it, but it's an article big enough John Boyega and saying that he's expressing what those movies have sort of approached. Yeah, that that they've approached, but they never outright said that Black Lives Matter. And it's like, yeah, it's it's interesting. Like, cause I I've I've loved Star Wars throughout the throughout the years, and you know they they. It's, it's interesting though. They haven't really, they've only just begun diversifying that universe or that, that future, you know, is that people have made jokes about this before with other shows and stuff too, about how there's a lack of, a vision of black people and other people, other uh, people of color. I, I know people have, don't like that term, but, <laughs> but just a lack of diversity and a lack of color in the, in the, the sci-fi universes that we see developed, and these stories that, you know, and and for the most part, these stories are being told by white men, and they, uh, and and as we know, for the most part, white men have blinders in the way that they see society. You know, Drew Drew Brees has showed us that the mo- as much as anything, we I mean, I may have paused here. Hopefully, it will be, hopefully, went we'll to leave, but are uh, you gonna All right, but yeah, but uh, white men have blinders, and they they you know they they're primed to include themselves in heroic tales. They're in the middle of heroic tales, and you know everybody else just plays second character if they if they're there at all. And you know that's I think that's something that George Lucas just did in those original stories. He when he when he pictured a hero, he pictured. Luke Skywalker. Picture he pictured, himself. yeah, he pictured him, and I and I an enhanced version of himself probably because he wasn't, he never <laughs> he, he's never looked like the hero he ain't, type. He ain't no Luke and no like, right. That's why I say he he, he 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 probably thinks of himself as Han Solo, but you know he like I say, but that yeah. that's the role of a writer. Some of us, we all can. That's something that we can do in our writing. We can make ourselves something to something that we're not in real life. That's that's the gift of a writer in, in a lot of ways, but. Yeah, but like I say, in those original stories, he just provided something that the typical white man would provide in regards to, this is what our destiny is as a people. This is this; these are the ideal fighters that we have against injustice and um, you know tyranny and all that stuff. And that continued into those second movies, those prequel movies. But when yeah. when the when when Star Wars got over to Disney and more diverse people got involved with the storytelling, you finally <coughs> have seen that diverse cast that we have all would have liked to see in the movies going back 30 years. But yeah. there's still issues with the way that Boyega's character have been, has been portrayed throughout the movies. One hundred percent. I think it's one hundred
1: percent an issue. And what's so funny is that I was thinking, redo it now, because how cool would it be for people to like really go into
0: the movies or come out of the movie and say John Boyega goes a part of the police and then quit and it had an entire <laughs> storyline throughout the entire time? Yeah, right. Like Stormtroopers so are so essentially the police. Yeah. That's yeah. everything that the Sith were, and then he he leaves, goes joins the resistance, and then they ultimately win. Like you, come on now. Yeah. Incredible story. So for them to have belittled his character basically taking out more of what they should have continued to put into after the first movie shot themselves in the foot but i did find it funny that john wager was at the protest and saying man look i don't know if i'm gonna have a career after this I'm like, i was like john I, I, come on bro i feel you i see what you're doing but you're gonna be just fine you're yeah. gonna be just fine with everything ain't nobody here
1: you don't have a career after this
0: everybody gonna be like all right, we got to make a bunch of changes around you going to be just fine. you know what he was doing there he was doing what what like Phil Jackson or Pat Riley used to do in playoff series where they used to they they have a game where they didn't feel they got enough foul calls and then they were sort of passive aggressive they sort of passive aggressive we mentioned it in the in the press conferences like i hope those referees have better uh eyesight in the next game so it's like, cause then you you make sure, yeah, you make sure that the that the that the the refs are gonna you know they're gonna at least give you a few more in the next game than they would have if it wasn't in their heads, you know. He yeah, that's what Boyega's he's doing that to the to the showbiz. He's like, look, if y'all motherfuckers blackball me, we gonna know exactly why. But. But like you say, I don't think he has to worry. He's a talented dude. And and right away you saw people like um uh, uh Peel, Jordan Peel say, well, Look, we got you, dog. He he said that on on Twitter. Like, we got George, you. Jordan Pico said that, Matthew Cherry yeah. said it. Uh, yeah. Jake JK Rowling even said it. And I'm like, Look, we
2: should do some more Aaron He's <laughs>
0: Like, hey, we need some more black people in the universe. So what's up? Like It'd talk to us. Be the next oh, headmaster. I uh, yeah. It, I also want to say that I I think it helps out with them too that he's not and this is where it benefits him more than uh takes away from it this is the fact that he is an american and he's speaking yeah. up about this as well if he was an american black actor they'll
1: speak up yes to a degree you would still have some people that would say that but because he's british and he already has all the accolades at this point in time so early in his career it's going to be virtually impossible for anybody to blackball him at this point because if you do like
0: you just mentioned before, we all are going to know about it now, right? And I, it, it definitely helps that you you can you can mention out right off the rip. There's a class of creators and directors and producers now who are black and who are you know, are mindful of of these of the things that are going on now and and want to promote people are going to want to promote people who show that they are down with the people. Like you know, like Peel, like Matthew Cherry, like you said, so you could go to a Ava Duvernay and so many so many people out there who you know aren't gonna turn their backs on the on a person who goes out there and willingly protests and speaks their minds for for uh, you know, Black Lives Matter and, and the like, you know? So Agreed, that, agree and yeah. there's so many people that are stepping up across
1: the the industry. Itself and whether that's people just either retweeting or amplifying links or just speaking at peace, it's beautiful to be able to see because that's going to create even more of a sense of community among, uh, I guess you could say, Black Hollywood in a sense, to that, that way make sure that everybody not only holds each other accountable but uplifts, uplifts each other after right. all of this is. And I'm hoping that that carries over into other industries as well, whether that's on the business side of Hollywood and then carrying over into media, especially sports media right now with everything that's going on and then it carries more so into sports as well and eventually corporate America overall.
0: We we need more representation everywhere and that's that's been sort of an ongoing theme that I've been having with a few people talking this week and you know, that's definitely something that we want to promote here with, with We Are Eagle Radio. We've always... We've been black owned and we've helped put on a lot of people who haven't been seen and and heard from as much as or who've been in some cases shut out from the popular platforms, the corporate platforms, and they haven't been given a chance yet. We've given the chance to those people. So that's always going to be the case for us, you know, as long as we stand. It. But uh, shout out to some of the people joining in, some new names I see. Uh, appreciate y'all coming in. And I uh, oh, hope, hope you like what we're doing. But, uh, yeah, man, just, it, I don't know, man, what's, what's, how's it been out in New York, man? I know there's been a lot of wild stuff going on. Yeah. Has, has, it, has it cooled down, any? A Andy? little
1: bit, a little bit. Like I was at one of the protests yesterday, and you
0: could, like, clearly see the helicopters getting lower and lower yeah. over the crowds and whatnot. So, um, overall, it's, starting to get a bit better because so
1: many people are seeing what's happening and um, because people are really starting to see that the protesters are being peaceful here and it's not until the police show up and the curfew hits that they're starting to now go out and antagonize and attack people to an extent so we'll see how it ends up going this weekend I'm unsure of what the protest and there goes the curfew Thing popping up right there on my phone i'm unsure about what it's going to be like this weekend because uh the weather is supposed to be kind of crazy but i do know that there were like several different protests that were scheduled throughout the day and then some that' are supposed to occur um, in less than 30 minutes after the uh curfew begins as well so it's it's kind of up in the air we got the governor saying that the police are being disrespected way too much and we trying to tell him bro have you been watching any of the videos that's been out here, and then, you know, being outside last weekend, like I didn't think that it would get this crazy, right? Nobody yeah. thought they would get this crazy. But I had an idea of where all this was gonna go, because last weekend, the protests passed by my apartment. I went outside to go see what was going on, and that's when I initially saw the police come to have a standoff, some of the protesters. It eventually went a couple blocks down the street, but by that point, I was outside saying, okay, Let's just go down the street, see what happens. And as we get there, we're we'll probably like a block before the police uh, police station that they have over there. They set up a barricade. They commandeer one of the buses so that way they can start putting people on it. And next thing you know, they just start charging people out of nowhere, hitting them with the riot shields, hitting them with the batons, all the things that we start to see now. Like I was there when it first initially happened last Friday night, Saturday morning. I was like, what is, this isn't, Oh, ain't no way it is gonna continue. And then as you see it to continue throughout the week, you're like, How is this acceptable? Mm-hmm. How dare, I mean, there's no there's no rhyme or reason for any of this to be able to occur. So I hope the things continue, but in the last point that I'll say about it, I hope the things that continue to get better, but I saw a tweet
0: yesterday that uh habeas corpus was basically I'm going to just use the word disabled because I don't know any of the legal jargon going on with it. So basically, they just threw it out for the weekend so that way anybody that's arrested can be uh, uh, in in confinement for over 24 hours or for however long yeah. until the
1: police decide to get right. But I'm still learning about it. I don't know all about it. I'm sure everybody but knows. You know. But the fact that that's even something that we should talk about, I'm like, why have I not seen anything news related about this? Why am I only seeing tweets about it? Now I'm out here tweeting.
0: To the people that are going out to protest, yo, be careful because if you get locked up today, you might be in there until Monday. We have sure. no idea. And they're, and they're uh, they they moving on type of goalposts and shit. And it's like I've seen, I saw this as the first, the, the most in depth I saw went, went into was on Vice, on Vice TV. And um, like they got again going back to the secret police stuff I was talking about, they got people in, in the full military garb and everything. On the streets, and they're not—they're not, they're not asked answering any questions about what uh, what branch of the military they represent, or if they represent a uh, a, a city police or anything. They're just—they're just there, you know, suited up, ready to go in case something pops off. And they, you know, if you're if you're a regular police or, or member of the military, you have to you have to re- uh, reveal those things to the public. You can't just you can't just go up in anywhere because people don't people you have to be accountable for what you do. If you do something that's wild, people should be able to say, "Look, that's officer such and such. His number is this and that, that and the other, and we can report him to his superiors at this department or whatever." But they're not doing that in the streets. There's a lot of people in the streets not doing that. So it's like, yeah, you got to watch yourself out there, man, because. If somebody fuck you up, and and they're are on some okay. secret police shit. You're not gonna get any each other. Out there being hurt, I see the police are signaling them for to bring the hurt person over, and then as the protesters are bringing them over, they're firing the rubber bullets or shooting the tear gas at people. And it's like, what do you want us to do at that point in time? And
2: yo, know, the fact that we're even in a conversation talking about secret police. During a national quarantine at this point, yeah. where places are still closed already, like how far off the pathway have we got? Like, like I yes, i glad that we're here so that way we can stand up and finally hold actionable items up so that way we can change some of these things. Great. Yes.
0: Fantastic. But why is this even a thing in the first place? Yeah, It shouldn't be. Like I say, it's, it's a post-apocalyptic shit, man. And the thing is, as, as great as it is to see so many of the of the populace come together and be on the same page regarding police violence and and all this stuff and them not being held accountable, we still have leaders who are willing to let shit burn just to get a point across. Donald Trump will let this motherfucker burn continuously if if as long as he gets his way in the end. Yeah. So it's, it's despicable
1: despicable honestly it's like I I understand that we may be on different sides of the political aisle I understand we don't see things eye to eye all of that I can't even think of like at no point in time and I was only like really cognizant of what was going on for several Bush's term in office mm. at no point in time do I ever see it getting this bad no matter how divisive he was against mm. the
0: Democratic Party right mm. or maybe that might be the case for several generations of presidents before I was even alive, I don't think he would ever have gotten to this point where I'm like, I'm calling military on to civilians and firing and, and firing on them while they're like burning organizations and buildings down. Like I, It's mind-blowing to me that he's just, you know, I think George Floyd would say that everything is fine right now with our economy and a great job. What are you doing? How? It makes no sense to me. That's a, that was the stupidest shit, man. Like, George Floyd was a poor black man trying to make a way in Minnesota. Like, you think he would give a fuck about your you ticking up the economy a couple points? And and we're still there's still 40 million people that's unemployed in this country. And you and you try to give yourself a, a pat on the back, man. This motherfucker's wild, man. He he has no George. good. No, I was just saying it don't it don't make no sense. The fact that we can even allow for a leader, I mean I can't even say say that he's a leader. The fact that we can even let somebody get into a leadership position that doesn't have any of the qualifications is
1: is absolutely mind blowing to me. As a side note too, I don't know if you saw it before you hopped on live, did you see that the NFL put out a statement about Black Lives Matter and how uh, they're going to begin to speak out and they encourage people to speak out and peacefully protest. And this is a video that Roger Goodell sat in and spoke for the whole time. He said he's going to personally begin to reach out to players who have actively spoken out yeah. against these things. And well, my, my whole time I was sitting there like, is he going to say his name? Is he like, going to say his name? He did He didn't. So now I'm thinking if I him, not the first call that you make.
0: All of this is for nothing yeah. because you don't have the leeway that baseball may
1: have, or that the NBA may have, or the NHL may have, where they can step up and make a playing video like that. People be like, "All right, cool." You don't have that leeway, Mm-mm. especially after Drew Brees over here being blindfolded by the flag. This is ancestors'
0: fought it. like so did ours, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, it, I, yeah, I, I, I'm glad you mentioned that. I haven't seen that video. <laughs> And like you say, him not willing, not being willing to say Colin Kaepernick's name says a lot. And the, the only, the only thing that I do, I let Goodell slide on is the fact that I think a lot of people think that Goodell could give him a job personally. Maybe he could give him a job in the NFL office, but he can't make him a quarterback on his own unilaterally. That has to be, that's a decision that a franchise has to make on its own and it's, it's sad that 32 franchises, not one, is willing to step up and make that decision. And, and, and in spite of all this, this, this certain wave now, there's always been, you know, there's always been a, a noticeable support for Colin. But like I, I spoke on this yesterday with with Josh, y'all should have been louder two years, three years ago, and y'all should have said these things that you're saying now then. If you felt, if you always felt these things, y'all should have said them. It, it didn't matter what you wanted to do in regards to the flag and the and the and the uh, the national anthem. On, yeah. When you saw, if you're Akeem Hicks today, you could say easily, "Look, we fucked up by getting Mike Glennon." But you could have said that back when the when they were talking about doing it, and when they did do it, you should have said, "Well, you know, we signed Glennon." And I'm I'm gonna support him because he's our teammate now. But we should have got Colin Kaepernick. You could have said that then, and and you would have been able to if 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 you had enough people with, which behind your back, you would have kept your job. But that's what they were afraid of. They were afraid of keeping their jobs. They're afraid they're afraid of losing money that's not guaranteed in the NFL. They live in such a plantation mentality more so than any other, uh, than any other major sport that they just. Like when 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 Trump was coming down on everybody and caught and he he had the, the infamous speech calling them sons of bitches and stuff. They should have stood up for themselves then, but they didn't do that. And I, it's you know I'm not putting it all on them. You know they they shouldn't they sh- they I say the owners should have had their back as well. Their front offices, the league should have had their back. But you, but as we're proving now, you got to make noise at a certain at at a, at a, at a Certain time when you realize that your system is broken, and that it's not, it's be, it's, it's not, we're gonna, it's not gonna repair itself at all. You have to step up and make some noise and and force, force your, force that institution's hand to change. The NBA did, the NBA did it for themselves. They, they, they did it for themselves. The players did it for themselves. Baseball, they fight tooth and nail with the, with their league when they have to they don't do it all the time, but they when they have to, they step up. The NFL has to step up for themselves, the players, because they're the NFL. They're the reason, the players are the reason why I didn't stop watching the NFL. It wasn't enough for a lot of people, and I respect that, but I I always continue to watch the NFL because I said, look, there are black men in that league. They power that league, and I want to support them, just like I support Colin, and I believe Colin should be in the league, too, but... They like it, it it, it disappoints me as much as anything just realizing how much they didn't stick up for themselves. I knew they were holding back some, and I knew they they were 100% were. Yes, it's it's extremely disappointing because you have the star power to be able to do it, yeah, because people were so interested in their own agendas and not wanting to be seen a different way. What's up to my man, James Just popped in with this because they don't want to be
1: seen a certain way they're not <laughs> the going part. to uh, they're not going to say anything at all and now it's like fashionable for everybody to say something about what's going on but what action do you really have behind it if you don't yeah. have anything behind it then it's all empty
0: so I say and, like,
1: and banking on Drew Brees right now what's going to happen when the season starts? that's what
0: I want to know well now you got the league that is capitulating in some ways and you know makes. They're stating that they're going to make themselves available to these efforts now. Honestly, and the, the, that's the first step. You got to make the league back its word. But, but I think it's a, it's a shallow victory because it happens. You know it's happening now because they just want they just want their league to be peaceful and to they don't want there to be any type of mess going into this upcoming season, which they know is going to be important because. So many people want the NFL to be back, but you know, like I say, just hold them to their word. And you know, I, I would I would have rather it been that that it was a real awakening for the NFL. I'm not I'm I'm not Pollyannish enough to to think that, you know, I'm not naive enough to think that that's the case here. They're trying to they're trying to back themselves. They're trying to make themselves a better appeal, more appealing to people who may want to. They uh, they may have a, a a larger group of people want to want to protest the uh, the NFL now if they didn't if they didn't step up and say the Black Lives Matter and all that stuff so if they would have left it alone they would have left themselves open for a lot of criticism as the season got uh, closer to opening but now they're, they're trying to undercut that basically is what I'm saying so yeah. I mean, we'll, you know, even, even with them trying to undercut it. Again, because you didn't, like you said before, because you didn't address it earlier, yeah. Open yourself up to an additional amount of criticism because now people are going to say, "What
1: about Colin?" Right. At some point, in time you're going to have to say something about it because now people are going already trending right now. Like I said it's currently trending and it's upticking. Apologizing Kaepernick is an entire uh, phrase that's
0: now trending. They so got to make a they public. Have to do it. They got to make a public statement, <laughs> and uh, at least you know hiring him. Like I said, it's that's something that you can't rely on because it's up to the franchises. But you, as a as an organization, as a, it, it's it's just like it's just like it's just as plain as saying arrest the cops. You know, we could we could have all this state this sentiment going going about we we support you and all this and that. But if you don't if you don't arrest the cops, then you're not doing nothing in the end. If they don't. At least acknowledge Colin Kaepernick. The NFL does that. You're not doing anything, and I would I would hope that would lead to him maybe getting a job. There's still time for him to at least be a backup in the league. But if if you if you at least rectify on on a clear level, you know, in in permanent ink that we did Kaepernick, Kaepernick wrong, and this is what we're going to try to do to move on and be better in the future. I'd at least accept that. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I would take it the route. Like, if I'm – I love just jumping in and saying what I would do if I'm the PR person for specific, whatever's going on. Right. On the NFL right now, we're about to fly Colin in, make sure everybody tested it clean, or we're going to go ahead and do the IC Live where Roger Goodell apologizes. That whole uh, fake, like, um, uh, uh, I forget, like, Saturday workout that they had that didn't happen that Colin had to do it on we going to do a whole thing in the stadium for you, get some receivers, so you can do all of that. We're going to make sure to do that all the way up and not have any excuse to say we didn't do everything that we could to make sure that this man gets a job. Because I would love for Kaepernick to get a job, right? Obviously, I want him to have one. The reason I don't think he'll get one is because Cam Duke ain't even been signed yet. The right. fact that Cam Duke still
1: ain't signed yet it means I don't think Kaepernick's going to get a job.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's. That, that's great. I, I, love how you, I love how you say that, man. That's. I think there there is some other issues with that because there are some health things that are involved with that as well. But the fact, but the fact that Cam doesn't have a roster to be on right now is it's ridiculous. Who's Pittsburgh's quarterback? We don't know. We don't know. I mean, it's ridiculous, man. And and that's a team with a black coach. I mean, that's a team that's their their history, their ownership is post the the Rooney rule is named after the owners of, of Pittsburgh. So it's not want to hold on to Yeah. Yeah, this why 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 deal with this this younger, more effective black man where we, we gotta we gotta make sure we're nice to this old broken down white man who may have raked somebody in a bar bathroom one time. You but, know, you might you might remember more so than me
1: because I can't remember his exact name right now, and I might have it, but I'm just like thinking that it's somebody else's. My dad, because I, I told you before, my dad played quarterback in college. We're always talking about how Terry Bradshaw basically took the spot of there was another black quarterback
0: Joe right Gilliam. Him. Joe Joe Gilliam, yeah. Joe Gilliam, Joe Gilliam, and how uh, it was like Joe was. I think he was maybe getting up there in age. And Terry was a young. Hotshot, shot, white QB, was coming in and all of that, and he just came in and rolled Joe's way, so to speak. I honestly think that that's what Pittsburgh is scared of in a sense, and why <laughs> they haven't done it is because if we do sign camp, and it works out, then we have no choice but to say, hey, Ben, you gotta go, bro, you can't be here anymore. So they want to make sure to give him his last dance, so to speak, to say, hey, man, have your tour, do all of that, just go out the way of what you want to. And I'm like y'all are. It's, it's and, just stupid. and you know strictly on the football level, I understand why they will they want to give Roethlisberger his flowers and, and you know try to treat him right and everything. <laughs> yeah, but you know as a football team, look, the Packers they just went in the draft and they got a guy who we know can play now and can play for the next couple of years, but they got a they got a young dude. They got a young dude. In spite of that, and and look, every every young quarterback in the league now they they're starting at least two years into this before two years of their seat of their career they're starting. So essentially, the Packers are like, "Look, you out the door." Even though we know you could play now, Roethlisberger can't play no more, and you got and you got nothing behind him. So it's like for me, I thought that uh what's the name should have went there actually? uh, uh Jameis. But they didn't want yeah, they didn't want Jameis. They don't want uh Cam apparently. I I would rather see Cam actually in the Patriots. And it wouldn't surprise me if the Patriots are waiting until like the third week of the preseason and they could be like, Oh, we could sign up for two hundred and fifty thousand or something. <laughs> and they you just I, I can honestly see that too. too. Because I, hell yeah. They saw it with all of them saying, hey, what's his name? Stedham or something? Like,
1: it, he's going to be our quarterback moving into the season. I'm like, I don't believe not a damn thing we all saying about that. But I, I mm. honestly wanted um, either Pittsburgh or New England to draft Jalen Hurts. Yeah. I thought it would have been great for either of those teams to sign
0: Cam Newton and then to draft Jalen Hurts to say, we have our right now and we have who's going to be next and really be able to move forward. But that's a little too radical. Two, right. I was say, two two black that quarterbacks. Quarterback. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's something like if Diddy actually ball the bat. <laughs> right. Like might right. So it's, it's a little too radical. Diddy, Diddy, yeah, Diddy would have three black quarterbacks. He'd have Loon as the as the third quarterback or something. And <laughs> hey, he's going to have a base for four and a half times. He can make up on all the money
1: he lost out there. Right. He's saying, yeah, he... really going to be you know what, speaking of, um, black athletes right now as well. I just want to talk about this because it, um, it's been something that's been on my mind as of late. I'm sure you've seen about Mikey Williams and all yeah. his post about the HBCUs as well. And I think I've been talking to my brother and my cousin as well as other friends that I have too to talk about how important and impactful that is as well. Because I have this idea that, like, obviously, you know, not going all the wood over here, I become rich, famous, all that. Right, so. What I want to do is, my parents went to an HBCU, and I would love to be able to adopt that HBCU and, and just kind of build a network within and through the industries that I'm going to be I'm going to be involved in at that point time of my career. Mm. I would love it if, say for example, a Mikey goes to an HBCU, and then Zaire. I know Gabriel Union is a big cornhuskers Nebraska fan, but if Dwayne Wade's over something goes to an HBCU. Bronny in a couple of years goes to HBCU because now that, bring, that brings the idea of, okay, I have to weigh away sitting courtside. I got Mikey Williams so the yeah. NBA scouts are going to be here. LeBron James, if, if Bronny wants to Howard, I got LeBron James pulling up to watch Howard basketball games. Not only does that force people to now watch that on ESPN, not only does that make more of the black alumni network say we're going to come out and support but now you're going to have other celebrities especially people that's going to be popular. like whoever's going to be a little baby in a couple years now you have those guys <laughs> going to those games as well and that and the next step that i want to take after that is the same thing that i'm saying we're building a network there now you can have say for example what if Dwayne Wade and gabriel said you know what Zaire's going to florida hand we love it here we want to invest this much amount of money into the school to make sure, sure. that they can have the resources to be able to pull from. And now you Wade is like, let me bring you Donna's Has, Let me get Jimmy Butler. Let me get whoever else is a part that he, Pat Riley, gonna stop by. And now he's like, all right, who else do I know? Jimmy Butler's like, let me get Mark Wahlberg. Or, I'm, I'm just using that as an example. I don't think work, Mark Wahlberg gonna do that. But as an example, he
0: might. anyway. He might. He might. He yeah. might.
1: But just pulling different people from different Network celebrity status to be able to invest money back in, especially Black people. Because I would love it to say Kanye is like, I'm gonna put money and put like an easy thing on this campus. so Jay Z is like, I'm gonna put money into this HBCU. Especially with the way things are going right now on
0: social media, it would be a perfect, uh, a, a perfect like book to everything that's happening right now. Granted. Just like a quarterback thing, I know it's a little radical, <laughs> but I think it's something that could uh, be extremely successful if done correctly. Well, when we talk about society truly changing and black folks truly getting uh, the support and uh, you know the that they need that we that we would like the support that we haven't we've never gotten from society that we that we would like to have going forward. A byproduct of that could be the increased investment in HBCUs, and and it, and I, one thing that I like about what you said is, you know, I went to a PWI, uh, you know, like and most most Black students who go to college go to PWIs, but just because we did that doesn't mean that we we that we shouldn't or couldn't have connections with HBCUs. We, we we should because we're black and because these or because these uh these high these schools are they in their mission is to uplift the black race that's enough of a connection right there to make you want to invest in these in these schools and the communities that support them and and make them better and make them places that are that are that are valuable and that are worthy of our students in in this generation and going forward, and you know, sports plays a role in that. You mentioned a, a, a lot of the the, uh, the scenario that you play out. It's about star power and it's about drawing power. You know, you, 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 these schools they rarely if ever get on ESPN. But if you, but like you said, if Bronnie James is there, if Zaire Wade is there, if the number one or the two or three, yeah, Mikey yeah, Williams. I, yeah, I, I, I was <laughs> I didn't I didn't remember the name, but in any given year, if the number one, two, three prospects in the country are, you know, if one or two of them go to an HBCU, you're seeing a significant sea change that happens in the way that these schools are being uh, promoted by the by the NCAA. And, you know. It, it, it would it would make a lot of difference and it would, it would make a difference in money that comes into this to the schools overall endowments you know uh, alumni support these things are all bubble up and become exciting especially with football even more you know football even more than basketball that that really drives a student population both present and past to support a university and their athletic programs. So I it, think that uh, I'll, I'll make a please. No, go ahead, go ahead. Good. That's, that's about. I, that's I think
1: that it would be at least in my mind, and you can tell me if I'm incorrect. I think that it would be easier for uh, the 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 star power promotion that we want that would help to promote these schools would be easier to get through basketball initially. I do understand and feel what you're saying <clears throat> that football financially can help you drive the school up a lot more because of, you have so many more factors in it. Yeah. And I also think that you're just, you're going to need that spotlight there or for those football recruits to say okay, we're all going to go to this HBCU and I think that that star power has to be there in order for them to consider that because it's a lot easier as a basketball player to say because we saw so nine of the people on the court I really got to worry about. Yeah. If I get me a top 30 guy I can change the whole dynamic of what the the, the SWAT Conference is going to look like. Versus yeah. if I bring in the number uh, number three running back in the nation
0: over to Howard, I don't know. Yeah, and and and, and you still and you and you're likely going to have to be there at least two years, maybe two years with a red shirt, or or three yeah. whole years if you play. Yeah. But yeah, I, I definitely. I I just brought that up just just to provide the whole perspective. But yeah like like you say with, with basketball definitely and, and, and in most cases in basketball you're only going to stay if you're a top 10 20 guy you're only going to stay for one year. So, you know that's you know that's the thing there but you still can have that that like I said continue that connection with that school going forward whether you want to continue your studies or not. So, yeah, it's it's, it's definitely it's def, uh Josh wrote a piece about he, Encouraging Bronnie in particular, but I think encouraging high profile athletes to think of HBCUs. So, uh, try to, if, if y'all, if y'all interested in what we're talking about, look that up on com. But, uh, yeah, it's yeah, yeah, it's I was just saying, uh, you know, tell the uh, people who don't know, tell, your brother is a D1 basketball player. Is he thinking about going to? At HBCU? You know, he got, he's got a lot of
1: things on the table right now. He's, still you know, definitely decided on, but, you know, my parents met at HBCU, so obviously mm-hmm. that's something that is always going to be on the table and brought up to
0: be discussed. Definitely, definitely. Man, i I love to talk more with you. You know, they're going to cut us off at the top of the hour anyway. I got a few minutes, and I kind of want to say a few things before I, I go off, so I'm going to let you go, man. But well, thanks a lot for stopping in. I know you, you've been coming through all week, and you know, I say you know what it is, man. You the homie, man. So uh, you know, definitely. No, no problem, man. I man. appreciate you.
1: Thank you for letting me come on. I'll sit
0: back and watch the rest of this. I'll talk to you soon. Yeah, all right. Talk to you soon, bro. Be say about there. All right. All right. Peace. All right, peace. Yeah, that's uh definitely the alt with me. I should uh, I should have let him uh uh promote the the pie promote his radio show that he's doing out in New York, but uh the alt with males Follow him uh, here on IG and everything. Follow Mel Taylor. Taylor. There he go right there. Follow him personally and support him. He's doing a lot of great things, and he's a great young mind and uh, uh, an entertainer as well. Guy who's uh, definitely on the rise. And he's been down with us. We are Regal Radio, Dean Davis for for a long time now. So we definitely support everything he he does. But yeah, but uh, I guess the the thing is let me see right quick. I don't know anybody else wanted to get on but <laughs> okay. But yeah, thanks everybody who's joined me uh today and this week. And um like I said with these uh, with these sessions this week, I just wanted to get on and and ex- extend myself to the audience, our established audience and beyond that with Regal and just let mostly let people know where I stand with things and where we stand with things. And it's pretty much the same as it's always been is that we're with the people. We're of the people know, we were started by a group of young black men in Chicago come from little to nothing. And we just guys who want to establish ourselves in the media spectrum and, and, uh, spectrum and, uh, You know, whether it's talking sports, talking life, talking about the 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 things in society that we're fighting and the things that we're happy about. You know, we we just that's what we are. That's what we do. That's what you get with Ian Davis. That's what you get with me. That's what you get with uh, in the in the scope with Josh. You know, all our other things that we do and try to do. And this, you know, I'm not going to do this every day. I, I think this week in particular was important that I that I sort of got this stuff out, and I want and again I wanted to hear from you guys as well. I got to hear from you know mostly people who I've known and uh, I care about, so I appreciate that. And but I want to hear from more of you guys as well who you know if we, if I haven't talked to you in the past, if you support what we do, I appreciate it. If you think there's more that we can do, that there's better stuff to. That's that you know, stuff that we just can take a look at, you know, uh, shine a light on if you have something that you want to promote anything, any type of endeavor, positive endeavor, uh, you know, uh, stuff, uh, you know, fundraisers, drives of any kind, whatever. If you if you got a clothing line that you that with a sp- specific message, or or if you just got some fly shit that you want to promote. You know, do that. You know, we up for that as well. We up for anything that is positive, and that is progressing our culture and our people out here, man. Because we need this. We need everything to help us move forward, and you know, just keep shaking off the shackles that people, some people, want to keep putting us in and holding us down. You know, we got we got to break away from all that stuff, man. And uh, you know, like I said, as far as this these sessions go i don't know like i'll try to do one every week or so i think going forward and uh you know if i have spe- somebody specific that i want to bring on and talk and let y'all hear from i'll definitely do it through this process and um you know like i said man just just will will keep things like i said keep things more open and really uh take advantage of the community that is out there because I know that so many of us want to be heard and so many of us are uh you know wants need support and uh you know like I say you know we're here for that for that if we we always want to be a platform for that for y'all and uh you know show like said show us love and we'll show it right back so that's it for this week the war sessions week is over for now. Keep looking at us for more in the future and more great stuff. We are radio.com war media. All right. Yeah. No,
2: yes.